0: The BioWorld Insider Podcast.
1: This is the BioWorld Insider Podcast, and I'm Lyn Yaffe. Cervical cancer is a leading cause of cancer morbidity and mortality in women worldwide. With an estimated 447,000 new cases expected this year, it's also the world's second most frequent cancer and the second most common cause of cancer death after breast and lung cancers. Researchers in Sweden last year proved that widespread use of an HPV vaccine is dramatically reducing the number of women who will develop cervical cancers. Where vaccines are common, cases are expected to fall about 9% over the next decade, but the global number of new cases will continue to climb by about 9% as well. The five-year survival rate for women with cervical cancer in the U.S. is about 66%. And before this week, treatment options have been limited to surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, and immunotherapy. New data just out at a key medical conference showed adding the immunotherapy Keytruda to standard first-line chemo can extend survival for women with cervical cancer by up to eight months. But obviously, that's not enough. More treatment tools are needed. This week, a new option arrived. The Danish firm Genmeb and its U.S. partner Seagen won accelerated approval for TivDac. It's now the world's first and only antibody drug conjugate to treat women with recurrent or metastatic cervical cancer whose disease has progressed on or after chemo. Today, we're glad to welcome Genmab president and CEO, Jan van de Winkle, as our guest to talk about the approval with BioWorld Managing Editor, Michael Fitzhugh. Michael. Take it away. Thanks, Lynn, and thanks for being with us today, Jan.
2: Congratulations on the approval.
0: Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here with you, Michael.
2: In describing TIFDAC's approval on Monday, you framed it as a journey that started nearly two decades ago. That's uh, getting almost all the way back to Genmab's founding in 1999. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the
0: highlights and challenges of the journey along the way? Absolutely. So Tifdec is a, a, a molecule composed of GenMOPS antibody-targeting tissue factor with a, a ADC, with, a, with an uh, antibody drug uh, conjugate technology from Seagen. In 2006, we actually immunized the first mice to really uh, get antibodies targeting uh, tissue factor uh, antigen. And that actually led to the, uh, the lead uh, candidate uh, being selected uh, soon thereafter. And the challenge was actually, uh, Michael, to find an antibody that effectively could kill uh, tumor targets, expressing tissue factor, the target for uh, TIFDAC, but not impacting coagulation. And that is because we knew that many, many years before we started this work, both Genentech, which is now Roche, and uh, Centocor, which is now J&J, were working on tissue factor-targeted uh, programs that were both stopped because of observed bleeding induced uh, by the antibodies and animal models so we needed to find the right one and our lead candidate called UMAX uh, tissue factor was binding effectively to tissue factor had a very very strong uh, anti-cancer uh, response but had minimal impact in, in bleeding models and internalized very effectively and internalization is one of the uh, characteristics of good uh, antibody drug uh, conjugates we compared the targeting to tissue factor with uh, targeting to egfr Uh, And HER2, also two uh, very well-known targets, which are good for antibody drug conjugate uh, approaches. So we actually tested a number of uh, of payloads and different linkers and found the MMAE payload from Seattle Genetics and the cleavable linker uh, to be optimal. And then I think another highlight was the deal with Seattle Seattle Genetics, in 2010, where we actually uh, agreed to work on this uh, together, and we give them an, an option to uh, co-own the program following a uh, phase one testing by uh, by GenMob.
2: And you are really at the heart of some of this uh, this work, as the originally serving as the chief scientific officer for the company,
0: right? Exactly. For the first 11 years, I was the CSO for the for the company. I was over, I was overseeing uh, Michael this uh, this work on uh, on targeting tissue factor and creation of TivDac
2: that's a. I mean, I guess uh, horizons are always long in um, in drug development, but it's you know reflects real perseverance. I think along the way, were there any points you know there where you you know where you were where your faith was
0: shaken, or you know just where you were like, ah, oh, are we really going to get there? Yeah, of course. In any in any uh, drug development part, there are uh, moments that you uh, that you. Uh actually are, are uh, worried that it will, will not work and, and, and get through. But I think this was actually a fairly straightforward uh, route, but it was a lengthy route as you already uh, indicated. And uh, and I, I think we needed to be very careful with this uh, targeting of tissue factor because of the history with uh, both Genentech and, uh, and Centocor failing, actually targeting the same uh, molecule. But I think we took a very good uh, approach with our uh, technology base to create very good antibodies. And I think in the end, uh, we found a antibody drug conjugate, Michael, which was very, very effective in killing uh, tissue factor positive cells. And we saw very early on, that of the different cancers we tested, cervical cancer was actually a type of cancer where we uh, had some very, very good results, both in the laboratory as well as in animal models. And then we moved uh, the molecule into the clinic and actually, uh, yeah, uh, very recently, Uh, Actually uh, got an approval for uh, for the antibody drug conjugate, so we are super pleased uh, with that.
2: So uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you was because of you know not only this first in class aspect of the ADC in cervical cancer, but also the drug seems tivdak seems to be arriving at a time of you know evolution for the standard of care in cervical cancer, at least in developed markets. Can you um, tell me a little bit about how you see the medicine fitting into the market?
0: Absolutely. So we initially have a label, of course, in second and third line, which is a setting, uh, Michael, where there's very, very few treatment options for cervical cancer uh, patients. Uh, where actually available therapies before TIFDAC uh, showed response rates uh, smaller than 15% in, in, in that setting. And uh, we actually have, I think, uh, much better data for, uh, for TIFDAC. But there was a need for new therapies, I think, with uh, for patients with cervical uh, cancer. And so right now we are doing a large uh, phase three uh, study in order to uh, to basically uh, confirm the data we uh, observed in the phase uh, two uh, study, and we also um, have presented just presented at ASMO really good combination therapy data with TIFDAC and either chemotherapy or, uh, or or an anti-PD1 antibody pembrolizumab. So there is a very good and I think sound rationale to uh, to combine. DIFDAC with either chemo or with, uh, with uh, immune uh, checkpoint targeted uh, molecules uh, like uh, pembrolizumab. And I think that is very much uh, needed to, uh, to improve the, uh, the prospects for patients with cervical cancer. So, so DIFDAC will, uh, I think, likely be moved into frontline uh, setting uh, for clinical testing uh, fairly soon, where we actually are thinking about quadruplets uh, and triplets uh, types of therapy. And we will soon uh, come with, uh, with what we think uh, would be the right approach to move the the, 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 the drug into frontline uh, therapy for cervical uh, cancer. And of course, we will also uh, try to uh, to uh, combine uh, uh, TIDAC with, uh, with, uh, with other uh, uh, therapeutic uh, agents and other types of cancer. Uh, and we also will I think soon uh, come with updates on that to, f- to, to broaden the uh, the base that TIDAAC can be used in the coming years Michael.
2: No, you know, one of the headline issues lately in, in our industry, of course, is um, is drug pricing and, you know, talking about combos and, and triplets even, you know, it's it put pricing in my mind just because obviously with a lot of this, you know, real true innovation comes, um, comes true cost for, for patients. Can you tell me a little bit about the the price of TipDoc and, um, you know, just sort of how you see the reimbursement environment?
0: Yeah, the, the price uh, of, of TIFDEC, which we uh, have agreed with with Sijan, uh, with is, uh, is coming to a a, a, whack, a whol- wholesale acquisition cost of between $90,000 and $120,000 uh, uh, per, uh, per treatment uh, for, this, uh, for this setting, uh, or $34,000 uh, per month. Uh, and this is very much, I think, in line with other antibody drug uh, conjugates. And, and since this is a first-in-class uh, option uh, for patients, but there's a real uh, high unmet medical needs. We put, we believe that that's a uh, realistic price for this uh, for this medicine, and uh, and of course we see the uh, challenges with the uh, reimbursement, and I think there will be discounts. I think uh, given uh, depending on 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 the uh, on who's which patients and the payer mix uh, we get I I think uh, behind this uh, type of medicine, uh, but I think uh, new medicines, Michael, are really really needed, and I think. Uh, This is, uh, I think, uh, uh, an appropriate price for this type of medicine.
2: During the testing of TIBDAC, there were some eye-related adverse reactions. I mean, in like 60% of patients treated with the drug, but it's my understanding that that's kind of a common risk with ADCs as well. How, how are you thinking about those risks and, you know, versus the potential benefits there?
0: Yeah, there's definitely a risk uh, there for eye uh, toxicity, and we have also observed that, uh, Michael. In about uh, 60% of the patients, we saw patients experiencing uh, ocular toxicity. However, uh, they, these in general were quite mild, and only 3.8% of the patients had uh, grade 3 uh, type of toxicities. And and a good part of the story is that with the proper uh, eye care, we have put a very good plan in place with eye uh, with eye drops and, and with, with, uh, with uh, cooled iPads uh, pads um, and very good care by eye uh, doctors that uh, we actually see that uh, in a majority of patients, the toxicity was found to be uh, reversible. Uh, actually, 55% had complete uh, resolution and 30% partial improvement uh, um, uh, upon uh, the proper uh, care. So we think it's manageable, uh, Michael. This has been seen before with a number of other antibody drug uh, conjugates. And I think it's uh, basically uh, a matter of uh, of really uh, making sure that the uh, patients uh, adhere to the treatment plan that is uh, recommended by their doctor, and uh, and then uh, is treated appropriately for their uh, for their cancer.
2: What sort of impact do you expect Tivdek to have in terms of your broader goals for Genmab?
0: Yeah, this is uh, super important because this is GenMAP's uh, first own FDA-approved uh, medicine. So it actually uh, signals our first step towards achieving our 2025 vision of transforming cancer treatment through our own innovative products. Uh, So we have always believed at GenMOP in the opportunity to help uh, more patients with our uh, science. And we have invested in our capabilities and and scaled with purpose, precision, and agility to become a fully integrated uh, biotechnology uh, company. And so uh, this is an important moment, I think, in our history, in our journey towards becoming an end-to-end integrated uh, uh, innovate, biotech innovation powerhouse. So this is uh, a super proud moment, I think, for the whole team of GenMOp, uh, Michael. And uh, we actually, uh, in parallel, uh, are also going to progress a very strong uh, differentiated product pipeline uh, to push us to the forefront of the industry. So this is a very important, uh, I think, landmark event for the company. And uh, you know, thinking about the
2: the notion of a fully integrated company, it's it's something that people seem to be pursuing less and less. You know, partnerships seem to be sort of divvying up responsibilities. There's lots of licensing activity. Why did you choose to go in? that direction tell me a little bit more about why that was important
0: i see it michael as a journey i see it as a journey i mean we have many partnerships we have 23 uh, partnerships i think seven with pharma companies and 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 the rest with biotech or tech uh, companies so we are uh, one of the uh, companies which really embraces partnering and sometimes you really need a partnership uh, when you want to maximize the potential of a medicine a good example is uh, is darcelex or daratumumab which we have partnered with uh, with Janssen, part of the ANGA. and we could have never uh, put this massive clinical program in place uh, uh, years ago which jansen did now making uh, darcelex one of the most successful medicines ever in the treatment of multiple myeloma so we will continue to partner i can assure you but also we also realize that we w- really want to uh, actually uh, bring our own medicines to patients ourselves, because we are a super innovative uh, company. We have an amazing track record, Michael. I mean, we filed, I think, 39 INDs uh, in the 22 years that we exist together with our partners. And today, 24 of these uh, molecules are still in active uh, clinical development, and then five are on the market as marketed uh, products. So we have an amazing track record. And we think that we can actually apply that innovative thinking that uh, that uh, spirit to really continuously push uh, boundaries also to our own medicines by bringing actually medicines more effectively to patients ourselves uh, Michael so so we believe it's a logical next step to uh, commercialize uh, the molecules ourselves uh, and that also has of course as an added advantage that we uh, have our own star uh, developers sitting at the table and deciding basically uh, uh, themselves, how to most effectively and quickly uh, move the uh, medicine towards uh, patients. So we believe that uh, this is a logical step for the company and it will actually uh, make us even more successful in the near future.
2: In that very near future, um, you know, beyond TIvDAC's launch, um, what are some of the key elements of you know moving toward that twenty twenty five goal that you talked about? And just you know, in the in the, the, the waning months of uh, of this year and and the year ahead, where where are you going to be up to?
0: Yeah, the first priority is to actually bring our own medicines to patients, as I just uh, discussed. In addition to Tivdak uh, launch, we're working with V on accelerating a development program for a molecule called apcorritamab, and that is a bispecific antibody that targets CD20 on B cells with fantastic early clinical data. So we're now putting into place a massive clinical development uh, plan together with APV, and we are making very rapid uh, progress there. And and in parallel, we're also building a a differentiated product pipeline, which is second to none. I mean, we look forward to uh, present data in the coming months. From different uh, investigational therapies that we co-develop at BioNTech. you know that company because of the uh, of the vaccine for coronavirus, and that is two bi-specific programs called uh, dual body PD-L1 41 one and dual body CD40 41 one where we actually expect to see uh, data of at uh, Citz in November. So, in, in order to become the uh, a, a leading integrated Biotech innovation powerhouse, we also. Uh, very rapidly growing our presence in the us and japan which are these are our two uh, focus areas michael so uh, and we also uh, witnessing uh, milestones uh, being achieved by uh, by uh, four genmob created products that uh, are being developed uh, in development uh, in development by our partners uh, darcelx simta the and rival fund uh, which will ensure a growing and, 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 and increasing income stream for the company. So GenMob, I think, is only at the beginning, I think, of a very exciting future. And and today's um, or this week's uh, approval with TIFTEC marks, I think, a very key uh, step in our journey towards becoming one of the leading biotech uh, innovation powerhouses.
2: Yeah, and thank you so much for uh, sharing your story, GenMob's story with us today and uh, all the uh, background on this,
0: the approval. It's really interesting. Thank you, Michael, and thank you for giving us the floor. We're delighted to, uh, to keep in touch.
1: Thank you, Jan and Michael. As always, BioWorld will continue to keep you informed of all the most important scientific, clinical, and business updates in the field. So that's our show for today. If you need to track the development of drugs, turn to BioWorld.com, follow us on Twitter, or email us at newsdesk at BioWorld.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us.
0: BioWorld, published by Clarivate, is a subscription-based news service. But all of our COVID-19 content, more than 5,000 articles and data entries since the start of the pandemic, are freely accessible.